Welcome back, everybody. You have tuned in once again, we hope, to the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida, where we hope everybody is safe. I hear there's a tropical storm slash potential hurricane coming. And I, in fact, I heard it's called Tropical Storm Elsa, which likely means there will be all kinds of memes referring to that Disney Frozen movie, which, <laughs> well, yeah, you just know it's coming. Uh, <laughs> we, the, the laughter you hear is uh, from Ben, and uh, we expect Ian to be jumping in at some point. And if he doesn't, well, screw him. Um, but, uh, you know, hey, it's the summer. We have three weeks to go till training camp. I'm sure many of the players are enjoying some family time and uh, getting away from it all here before they, they start the long schlog through the season. But uh, be that as it may, we are still here for your entertainment. Um, several things to touch on tonight. And, you know, I, I don't know how long we'll keep you, but that really doesn't matter. We just we just get going on stuff. But um, one, one of the things, Ben, that, that we did want to talk about, um, I've, obviously I, I would be remiss if I did not ask you uh, what you were drinking tonight. I should get that out of the way first. Yes, perfect timing. Uh, what the hell am I drinking? I think I'm drinking pub beer, 10 barrel, just lager. Oh, very nice. Love a good lager. Yep. Yeah. 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 I did. I, uh, I did. Uh, my friend Nora had uh, your favorite uh, beverage oh. over the weekend here, and it was available. It was a mango white claw. So I did try that. <laughs> and it was it was every bit as bad as I thought it was going to be. It was <laughs> fucking terrible. So I want to just go ahead and let the listeners know that uh, they don't need they don't need to try that. I can tell you from firsthand experience, it's awful. I I have to admit, of all the bad beers I've had, I have never had one of these uh, White Claws, Trulies. I've never tasted one. Uh, um, I don't know if I, I believe have, that, but all right. Well, no, because they're not. I mean, my my daughter drinks them a little bit, but yeah. but she she tends to have a little more. Uh, like vodka and and tequila type things around, so I, I I just haven't, and I'm I'm apparently in no hurry to based on your comments. Yeah, so. it's gross. <laughs> uh, anyway, I I am enjoying a uh, well, the very classic, the very best, just a nice Bell's Two Hearted Ale tonight. Uh, finally, starting to cool off a bit here. I know you guys have been scorching out there. No, uh, the last the last. Uh couple days it's been about 75 and sunny it's been oh you're kidding you guys broke through it huh yeah monday was really weird and there was a high pressure system anyway long story short it was really fucking hot oh 110 116 in oregon all-time record yes and we're not used to that here we we can't deal with it you know, no, that's I, that's I, like arizona weather man it's like right. i i was like this is why i moved away what the hell yeah no i i don't think anybody would bemoan any of you for saying hey i give up this is not what we're used to i i don't i don't blame you at all uh that's that's just nuts but anyway we're glad you survived that um a couple of things we wanted to touch on tonight obviously a little bit about uh, kevin dotson and some of the stuff that appeared in the media this earlier this week well, yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. Um, a couple of thoughts on the offensive line in general, um, because that is obviously going to be a major talking point from well now through the rest of the season. Let's just say that. Hey, let's um, just let's let's take a quick minute and be sure, grateful sure. for the fact that we don't have a bunch of players 
getting arrested, Ooh. getting pulled over with Uzis, Oy. getting pulled over, for, getting arrested for homicides, oh. um, DUIs, any of the other dumb shit that players are doing right now. A nice, quiet offseason. Let's just roll with that and yeah. be grateful for it. I'm knocking on wood. Um yeah, I mean, so far so good for the Steelers, and you hope it stays that way. But uh, uh, by the way, did Derek uh, follow up his tweet about uh, about the guy that uh, what's his name, Tamarion? Uh, um, no, basically, what what Derek um, acknowledged was, you know, this is kind of how you you find out about guys. Yeah, um, yeah. There, there are there are a, a whole bunch of guys who. Percy Harvin. Okay. There, I'll give you a perfect example. Yeah. That guy should have had a hall of fame career. He was that talented, but he didn't have the mentality. He couldn't keep his head on the task at hand. Um, Marcus Peters, who plays for the Ratbirds, in my opinion, should be a hall of fame player. If he was more focused on, on what was going on right in front of him, than all the yeah. bullshit around him. Yeah. He, he would be that guy, but he's a guy whose head you can get into because he's, He's concerned about the peripheral things and what people are saying around him rather than just what's going on right here, right now. Um, So, I mean, basically there are plenty of guys that have got the physical ability, but don't have either the character Mm -hmm. like Tamarian. What's his name? Tamarian Terry. Yes. Terry. Um, And they don't have the character or they don't have the mentality. They're not smart enough to do it and, and keep focused on the task at hand. And so they can't make it in the NFL. And the way you learn about these guys is by going through the process and and scrutinizing them and picking them apart. Um, But yeah, physical talent was never a problem for that guy. He, he should still be on a roster. We just wore two ten. Yeah. We just didn't know why he got cut. And the Seahawks apparently were expecting this and cut him. Right. And, and Derek, so Derek put out a tweet basically saying, Hey, you know, this is a guy I'd love to kick the tires on based on a lot of the things you just said. And then uh, the other shoe fell. And then the other shoe fell and he got indicted for murder (laughs) from a 2018 incident. Apparently he's been under investigation for, for a while. And uh, yeah, yeah, he had to surrender and maybe yeah. go into the pokey. Yeah, so uh, not coming to Pittsburgh, in other words. Um, but yeah, so you're right. It's been a good off season for the Steelers so far. You know, let's hope it continues that way. They will, uh, of course, report now in 20 days uh, to training camp, and because they play in the Hall of Fame game against the Cowboys, they uh, they get that extra time, and uh, you know. Uh, you know, it's we'll, we'll get into that, but uh, it's going to be a, a long, long preseason. Let's just put it that way. Um, one of the things that you and I and Ian have talked about a lot is is for fans to understand what's happening at the quarterback position, because I think there are there are many that don't get it or don't want to get it. And I I alluded to this in quick hitters today in the morning article. Um, Dwayne Haskins, who hey, wait, we've wait. said, I'm sorry. I, I think it all starts with the fact that that yeah, fans don't want to believe that that Mason Rudolph is the number two. And I got news for you; he's entrenched. But go on, yes. you're making your Haskins point. 
Well, my, my point is this, that we've talked about the fact the Steelers have essentially said, hey, Dwayne Haskins, uh, we're going to sign you. It's going to be for a minimum. There is no skin off our back if you are terrible or are not a good person and we cut you. We, we, we will be out nothing. But if you turn things around, then great. We have spent very little and, and then we go from there. Um, but they then spent when they- nothing. It's right. literally nothing. Yeah, they signed nothing. up to a futures contract. Yeah. That's a futures contract is the same contract that a guy signs when he's on the practice squad all year and he has no shot at making the team next year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, and then of course they signed Dobbs, um, bring him back after he was released last year or he was part of the trade down in Jacksonville, wasn't he? Yeah. So was he, yeah. At yeah. one point, And then he, he was released by the Jaguars and the Steelers yeah. claimed him on, so, on, uh, waivers so i i think there's this been this misunderstanding because the fact that haskins was a number one draft pick number one first round pick that he was being brought in to compete with mason rudolph for the number two and and potentially be a guy that could be looked at as a starter down the road and i i think what we want to do is make sure that everybody understands that that is not the case right now uh, he, he is battling Josh Dobbs for the number three job. That's what yes. this is. As you said, Mason Rudolph is entrenched at number two. So yes. go, go ahead and explain Ben, why this is the way it is with the number three quarterback spot. I mean, you, you need to bear in mind when you, you take a look at the quarterback position that Haskins is a guy who's coming into a new system in a new room with new mm-hmm. coaches, new everything but that he hasn't to this point been very impressive within his knowledge of the system. He's He hasn't made great decisions when he was back throwing the ball in in seven-on-seven simulation-type situations. Right. Um, because he doesn't know the offense yet. Uh, his arm strength and his release, which is beautiful, mm. uh, have been impressive. Um, but outside of that, the guy hasn't been impressive yet. He's not impressing anybody. Okay. So that's, that's really what we're talking about. You also need to bear in mind that the Steelers signed Rudolph to a contract for next season. Right. Going to pay him $5 million next year. They want to keep him around. They're not going to bump him out of that spot unless somebody is really, really good. And Haskins isn't really, really good right now. Does Haskins have a shot at making this team? Yes, he absolutely Mm -hmm. does. Mm -hmm. If he makes this team, can he bump Rudy out of that spot eventually? Yes, he can. But he's got to make the team first. And right now, he doesn't even have a guarantee that he's going to make the team because the guy he's battling is really sharp. He's not as physically talented as Haskins. Well, now, wait a minute. He's more athletic than Haskins. Yes. Haskins Haskins is not an athlete. But what Haskins does have is the big arm. Yeah. And, you know, Dobbs doesn't have that. So as a passer, Haskins is more physically talented than Dobbs. Um, As an athlete, he's not. And Dobbs is a really, really sharp guy that they'd also like to keep around in some capacity because Ben likes being around him. Ben likes having him as an extra set of eyes on the sideline and he he likes, he wants to have that guy. He can bounce things off of and say, Hey, what did you see? What did I miss between each series? 
Now, perfect scenario for me would be, yes, uh, Dobbs makes the team, Haskins makes the team, Mason Rudolph gets cut. But I'm not going <laughs> to – and I, and I so I, I understand. I understand everyone who really wants to believe that Haskins is, is the future and he's going to be the heir apparent to Ben. But that's just not the case right now. He, he no. doesn't even – He's not even a lock to make the team right now. And, and people people need to yeah. accept that and then move forward from there. I'm not saying he won't. What I'm saying is he ain't a lock. How, how important, and you alluded to this, and, and I did earlier today uh, on the website, how important is it to keep Josh Dobbs there exclusively because Ben Roethlisberger seems to go to him before anyone else when he comes off the sideline? How, how important is that? Uh, I don't know how important it is, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, there are other guys Ben can talk to. That's just – Yes. That's somebody Ben's comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Matt Canada went to great lengths a couple of weeks ago when he was talking to the media – to make sure that the media knew that he wants Ben to be comfortable. Yeah. That's something to think about when you're talking about these things. I don't think that Mike Tomlin makes those kinds of decisions mm-hmm. bearing sentiment in mind. I I don't think he cares. I'm just being very frank. Um, I think I think that okay. if he believes that that Haskins is a better fit as the number three, that Haskins will make the team as a number three. If he believes that Dobbs is a better fit as a number three, as a quarterback, yeah, that yeah. Dobbs will make the team as as the number three quarterback. Um, but it, it's interesting you mentioned the the sentimentality because what what I was going to kind of throw out there to you was this: um, we all know Josh Dobbs is incredibly intelligent. He's got a wonderful future ahead of him in a number of different fields if he chooses. Dwayne Haskins, not so much. Um, would that weigh in? If you've got two guys you see that are pretty even, Steven, across the board, would Mike Tomlin look at that and say, geez, I can do a lot more for this kid Haskins than I can for Dobbs. Dobbs is set when he leaves football. This kid, not so much. Does, does, does that ever weigh in? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I, what does that got to do with anything, honestly? Well, they're not no, thinking – they're yeah. not thinking about it from that standpoint. They're they're just going, you know, what's the best thing for us? What's the best best thing yes, for the Steelers? Absolutely. Who who cares? I mean, that's that's a, a terrible thing to say thinking exactly. about it from that standpoint, yep. but honestly, that's the first consideration. It's what is the best thing for the Steelers? Is which one is mm-hmm. the best thing best guy for the Steelers? And, you know, I guess all things being equal, if they were both the same player, then maybe you would weigh Ben Roethlisberger being more comfortable with Dobbs than he is with Haskins as mm-hmm. a plus. But it's way down the list of qualifications for the third quarterback. Way, but, way down. Yeah. Like at the well, very you, bottom. You, you, you answered it exactly how I thought you would and how I wanted you to because it, it just is further proof that this is a business. And, and – this isn't a high school. This isn't a college where a coach might look at a young man and say, geez, I'd really like to help this young man. This is all he has. This is the NFL. It's a business. You go with who makes your team better and to hell with the ramifications if if Dwayne Haskins doesn't stick and, and is out of football the rest of his life. I mean, that, that's 
that happens every single day in the NFL, quite frankly, where guys are getting released and they'll never play again. And, and as Coach Noel used to say, it's time to get on with your life's work. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I totally uh, agree with you. Um, Ben Roethlisberger, I, I think Tomlin already mentioned this and it, it, this isn't a surprise, but, uh, pretty much said that he doesn't expect Ben to play at all in the preseason. Would, would you play him at all? Oh, hell yeah. I'd play him. Yeah. I would absolutely play him. Now I wouldn't play him a lot outside of, you know, the third or fourth, the third game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd play him. New offense. I'd, I would absolutely play him. I would want him as comfortable as possible going into the season. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, that that's I mean that's where I'm at, and I mean Ben has for a long time has really not had much action in the preseason, but that's I, I agree with you. The fact that this is a brand new offense. Um, I, I don't care how game-like or realistic you make it in inter-squad scrimmages. It's not the same. Um, and, you know, I, I think, you know, when, when we started out last year against the Giants, he wasn't exactly sharp nope. um, in that game. And it, it really it kind of took that nice catch from Claypool to, to even get him going. So um, I, I would, too. I would say – risk be damned i gotta get him some reps and meaningful situations but i don't think we're gonna see that um i would like to welcome ian and uh his daughter maggie to the show uh maggie is being very um well she's not sleeping and so therefore we're gonna give this a shot and if she uh gets in our way we can always have these recordings to uh, uh tease her when she graduates ian how are you I'm I'm good. We're also actually coming up very soon on Maggie's one year birthday. Um, oh, the anniversary of when she was surprisingly born at home in our bathtub and I caught her. <laughs> so, <right>. yes, <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, experience I would not recommend to other people. No, no. I Well, I, I, um, I did deliver both my kids, but that was in a hospital setting with plenty of uh, medical supervision. So you, I was you say, win. Probably in a, a more controlled environment than me yeah. uh, on hold with nine one one. That yes, just yeah. flying solo. Absolutely, yes. you win. Uh, Ian, we were just talking a little bit about uh, you know, w- would you play Ben at all during the preseason this year, uh, or do you just kind of keep doing what you've done and, and no reps for him? Yeah, I, I kind of caught the tail end of are Ben's comments. And I think the only thing, if he didn't say it, I will add is that with an entirely new offensive line in front of him, you a don't want to risk injury, but B do need to get them experience working together and getting comfortable with, you know, who's going to call the audibles on the line. Cause for a long time, it was Pouncey calling the audibles Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, relaying the, the blocking audibles from Ben and Ramon Foster did it for a long time. Neither of those guys are here anymore. So you do need to work on some of those communications things. So I I think we probably will see a couple series out of them at some point in the preseason, Um, maybe even a quarter or so, probably that, that maybe this, I guess technically second would be our third preseason game Mm -hmm. would probably be the time to do it. Um, The other thing though is, I mean, on the offensive line, you need to get these guys as many snaps together as possible. So yep. I would not be surprised to see what is our quote unquote starting five linemen 
play like whole halves of some of the preseason games just to get them as many snaps as possible or even mixing and matching guys together you know start one game with bj finney starting at center start the next game with kendrick green at center Mm -hmm. you know move guys around see what kind of combinations work work on those communications things because this is an entirely new group running an entirely new blocking scheme and the only way they're going to get better is to get more snaps together so i I know that doesn't help evaluate the depth, but at the same time, if you want to have a decent evaluation of any of our backup skill players, you know, our, our your Anthony McFarlands, your mm-hmm. Mason Rudolphs, your Josh Dobbses, your Dwayne Haskins, you kind of have to play those guys behind some better offensive linemen too, because yeah. if they're just playing behind a backup offensive line, how well can you grade how well those running backs are doing, or you know how well those those quarterbacks are doing if they're under pressure the whole time? So well, there is some of that. Know, we already know Mason sucks. So well, yeah. we do. Okay, that's why I said Josh Dobbs and Dwayne Haskins as well. All right, so, fair enough. Yes, but, but more so some of the running backs. You know, your, your Anthony McFarlands, things like that. You probably want to get them some snaps behind like starting caliber linemen too. Uh, so on that same uh, token a little bit here, Ben, would you play Najee Harris in the preseason? Oh, hell yes. Okay. God, I would play every rookie as okay. many snaps as I had available to them. I would absolutely play them. They need to get ready. They they need to learn the system. They need yeah. to learn the yeah. players around them. Absolutely, I would play him. Okay. Ian, you as well? Uh-oh. Did I lose Ian already? No, sorry. I oh, was I, I muted myself just in oh. case Maggie decided to be loud, and then I had to okay. find the unmute button. <laughs> the perils of technology. You'd think after a year and a half of being on Zoom calls, I would know where the mute button is, but no. Oh, I, um, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Uh yeah, definitely. You play the okay. you play the rookies in the preseason. Yeah, you, you have to get them experience and snaps and work out that communication. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. It's just something that I I see rambled about. Oh, you know, he's going to be so important to the team. We can't risk him getting hurt. Ah, hell, you know, walk across the street, you get hit by a bus. I mean, what you know, anything. Can I happen, mean, right? he's a running back. He's going to take a ton of hits over the course of seventeen yeah. games. I I don't yep. know how people think he's not going to get used a lot this year. I I think he's going to approach three hundred and seventy five touches this year. Uh, I would agree with that, and I also think it's going to be fascinating to see how not just Mike Tomlin, but how the other 31 teams, um, what's the NBA term they've been using, load management? Load management? Yeah. Will yeah. there be something like that with a 17-game no. schedule? I, I don't think I don't Tomlin know. believes in load management when it comes to running backs. I don't either. You know, I, I, I know the fans don't want to believe it, that they're going to run his wheels off in five years, but I'm telling you, they're going to one. And number two, when young guys come in and they're both young and in tremendous physical condition, mm-hmm. Tomlin runs their wheels off. It's just that's just Mike. That's just what he right. does. He's like, ah, you can handle it. Right. Great. Get in there. Go. You get no argument for me on that. No. Just a reminder that you are, of course, listening to the SCB Steelers podcast presented by deck roofing serving Broward and the Southern Palm Beach counties whether it's commercial residential multifamily or condos contact deck roofing today by visiting deckroofing.com um oh, well hello to you Maggie um okay so earlier in the week a story broke about uh Steelers second year man Kevin Dotson 
Um, this story came from DK on Pittsburgh Sports, and the gist of it was pretty straightforward. Uh, there was uh, uh, some scuttlebutt that coaches were not happy with the summer work that Dotson had put in. Um, in, the, in other words, he he wasn't in the kind of shape they hoped he was in. Um, Such a load of shit. I just retweeted well, a picture that Duke Manyweather took of him because he's been training with him all yes. season, all yeah. off season. Explain the, who the, Duke Manyweather is real quick. He's a, he's an offensive line coach. Yep. Um, he's basically a professional offensive line coach who works with players in the off season. Um, he also does really good film breakdowns. If you like that kind of thing, we do, we're dorks. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, during the, during the draft season, he's a guy, good guy to follow. If you like breaking down offensive linemen, he'll, he'll kind of teach you how to do it. Anyway, there's a picture of Dotson working out in the gym. The guy looks rocked out. Literally. I, <laughs> I don't know where this out of shape nonsense comes from. He looks like a defensive lineman, not like a tubby guard. No, he, he doesn't even look like an offensive Let's lineman. Put it this way: yeah, Trey yeah. Turner is a big fat guy. Okay, he's a good guard, but he's a big fat guy. Yeah, Kevin Dotson is not. No, Kevin not Kevin Dotson Kevin Dotson is an athletic refrigerator. Um, yes, that's that's a very yeah. apt description. He is. He's just a mountainous man, and he's in really good shape. So, uh, Ian, what what could have happened here? Um, because, you know, DK, Pittsburgh sports, uh, DK's been around a long time. Uh, he's fairly well-respected. But, I, I mean, why would you come out with something like this? I mean, he claimed the story came from a source. So, yeah, sure. I, I don't want to point. Go ahead. I ben. don't doubt that he he heard it. Yeah, oh, I don't I, either. Yeah, I I don't doubt that he heard it. I just question. I'll say his his. I don't want to say uh, motives. Uh, maybe not beliefs. I don't want to say his cognitive dissonance, but like. It, journalistic principles yeah that's a good way to put it i guess i didn't want to throw him that far under the bus but i was going to say you know usually most major you know media outlets your tribs your post gazettes things like that when they write a story they want you to get three quotes they want you to you know substantiate the claims that you make yeah. dk running his own website pretty much can have his own editorial control so if he gets one source that says something he can just run it as sources say this and Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. necessarily have to as you know ben said follow journalistic ethics and you know get multiple sources to substantiate a claim so it's i i don't doubt that someone said this to dk um but I wonder if he just took what he heard from one person and ran with it and didn't like check with any other people to see if it was accurate or not. Um, And, you know, or even check with Kevin Dotson to be like, Hey, you know, I, I heard this is, you know, is this match what you're hearing from your coaches or is, you know, I, and you know, I mean, some of the stuff he said was, uh, the DK said was was pretty 
the Trey Turner uh, stuff, right? The Trey Turner stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was getting at. It was um, you know, saying that, that Trey Turner was brought in originally potentially to compete for the the left guard spot with Dotson because they were so unhappy with Dotson. Not necessarily any reason due to the DeCastro thing, but because of DeCastro, their hand was kind of forced and they had to sign Turner. So um, that I have a really hard time believing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it is possible to believe that, you know, it, a guy can be in really good shape, but you know, maybe maybe there was some football technique things that they wanted him to work on that they didn't feel like his, you know, hand placement or footwork or something like that was progressing at the, at the rate they wanted to see it. So th- there may be some small kernels of truth to the story, but he's certainly not out of shape. You know, he's not yeah. Le'Veon Bell on a jet ski. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, I, just, I don't <laughs> honestly looking at the guy. I find it very hard to believe that he's at all out of shape for an offensive lineman. I, I no, just, I don't, no, no, I just no. don't buy it. And the, I agree with everything you just said, except that I, I'm not really buying the guys out of shape. And second, and this is the thing that really bugs me. DK has two guys on staff that are credentialed that cover the Steelers. Yeah. Two. Yep. Okay. One who's there every day in Dale yep. Lolly. Yep. He could have asked either one of them what they saw at minicamp and whether or not they thought that he was out of shape. It occurs to me he didn't. He just wrote the story. This is what I was told. This is what I think these guys think. And he ran with it. And and basically it was it was hearsay. And so yeah, mm-hmm. I'm surprised. Disappointed is too strong a word, but I'm surprised that he would do it given the fact that he is a professional journalist. And has been for a very long mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. I I do think that that Ian's on to something. I, I think there were comments perhaps made that we thought he'd be doing this better technique-wise. We thought he'd be doing this better. And that suddenly became, well, they're not happy with what he's doing. They're not happy with the current shape that he's in. Shape in this particular usage... Um, could, could have multiple meanings, you know, not just one's physical conditioning, but it could also be, geez, we thought he would look like this, you know? And I, I, I just think that's where we are now is that we need to get articles out there. We need to get the clicks. We need to get the attention. Um, and, and Ben, I couldn't agree more. I, I, has Dale Lally said anything about it? Because no. I don't, he hasn't, I, hasn't I don't think he said a word. No, and I don't think he said and I, if I were him, I'd try and stay away from it too. I mean, what Whew. if if you say yes, it's true, you're just defending your boss. Yeah. If you say no, it's not true, you know, then you're you're throwing your boss under the bus. I mean, effectively. I mean, I know that Lolly is supposedly he's editor in chief, right now, and and DK is just the publisher and slash reporter, but. You know, at the end of the day, DK's the boss. Um, I just don't see anything good from addressing it at all. And and so if I were him, I wouldn't. Good point. No, I, that, I don't that's see a good point. anything positive coming from it. I would leave it alone. Um, it just it bugged me. That's all. Um, and I, I think it's dumb. I, mm-hmm. I'm not in the least concerned about where that guy's play is going to be. Um, I talked to a few people about it 
one was very candid with me. He feels like one of the offensive line coaches is trying to establish himself as kind of a hard ass mm-hmm. and, and maybe said a couple of things um, that maybe were taken out of context. Yep. And, and that's it. That's, that's really kind of all I've gotten. Um, but that, you know, so far as he knows, nobody has any gripes with Kevin Dotson or, or where he stands right now. Um, so, and, and watching the guy play last year as a rookie, just doing things instinctively because they had that bullshit camp yeah. and no preseason, you know, he, I thought he played exceedingly well. He should have been the starter after, oh, after he went in for filer and it should have stayed that way. Mm-hmm. They never should have made any kind of a switch, but you know, yeah, well, no, no argument for me there. Um, I, yeah, I, I was disappointed in it. I, I think it's a, uh, you know, I understand he's a professional athlete and you got to have your big boy pants on, but I don't, I don't really see the whole goal of, of doing that to the young man who has been nothing but a really good person since he's been in Pittsburgh. Um, yep. And, and I, I don't know, it, it just struck me as really, really odd. And, and I would agree with your, uh, uh, word usage, uh, disappointed is probably too strong, shocked or surprised. I, I, I think I definitely very fell surprised. In there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, two people I talked to that were at OTAs both told me that he was the best offensive lineman and it wasn't even close in OTAs. Yeah, uh, the, I mean, I get it, but it's, flip, and, it's football you know, and short. Yes, it is. You know? And I, I so yeah, I'm, absolutely. I'm not really. I'm really going to take all of that with a grain of salt. I just, definitely, I look at the guy and I think, okay, it's June and look at the way he looks right now. Yeah. He, he looks fantastic as offensive linemen go. I mean, is he Le'Veon Bell from 2017? No. <laughs> um, but does he look outstanding for, he looks like Stefan to it. Yes. Yes. That, that's a good he analogy. Looks like Stephon to it. Yeah. His arms aren't as long, but he's in that kind of condition. He looks like Stefan to it. And I'm telling you, that is no joke. And it ain't easy to get there when you're one of these big guys. He had to have been putting in some work. So I just don't buy the fact that he's out of shape, even cardiovascular, even from a cardiovascular standpoint. And Duke Manyweather, he literally laughed. He was like, that is hilarious. (laughs) Because he's been working out with him all summer. All spring, yeah, and, and and these are as as you said, they're professional offensive line coaches. No yes. different, no different than professional quarterback coaches that a lot of these guys work with in the off seasons. Yes, um, uh, Deontay Johnson's been working with Route God, who is a big time receivers uh, trainer and coach. This, you know, this is I mean, what you yeah. do if you yep. want to be a great player. You yep. hone your craft in the off season. You work at it, and that's what Dotson's been doing. Yeah, I mean, what more can you ask of the kid? I I don't know. Um, I I do want to bring up on a very separate topic. This angered me as much as any tweet I've seen in a long, long time. And it's from some guy from the Business Insider magazine. Some guy was bagging on mango beer? 
Oh no. No, it's oh, no. worse than that. I worse know exactly where Mark's going. This yes. is yeah. this is arguably the worst tweet of the week. It it, it, it and Atrocious. Andrew Filippone still has a Twitter account, so yeah. take that yeah. in mind. Yeah, excellent point, Ian. Excellent point. This this guy, and, and, and if you follow us on social media at all, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, then you know how much that we enjoy being out at our uh, grill for for our uh, delicious uh, uh, meats uh, outside. This guy says. Your grill is filthy, has poor temperature control, and for some idiot reason has the heating element below the food so fat drips into it and catches fire. There's a better way to cook in your kitchen. Okay. I'm willing to bet this guy has never grilled in his life. Um, Or he just sucks at it. Or he's terrible at it. There's no question. One or the other. I saw that, and I'm just like, wow. This guy, I bet you he's just getting trashed on social media. And if he's not, he should be. Um, the ratio on that tweet is unbelievable. But, yes, <laughs> and it's, it, it is, I will say, emblematic of the, the bigger picture of, you know, these websites out there want clicks. Just like yeah. we were talking about with DK, right? Yeah. These websites yeah. out there want clicks, so they will write an article which is basically – Hey, this thing you like actually sucks just to mm-hmm. generate mm-hmm. interactions and cl- and hate clicks basically rather than actually producing content. Right. And look, it's got us talking about it, you know. So mission accomplished, but uh yeah, yeah, what but a, what a this is this is the worst take of the week and he deserves to be publicly shamed for it. Oh, absolutely, and I hope it continues all week long. Uh, one other football-related thing I, I did, we, we talked a little bit about the offensive line. Um, ben, do you see anyone on the current roster that, when we get to that opener in Buffalo, that could be a starter that currently is not? Along the offensive line? Yeah. In, in other words, um, you know, bear with me. I would say right now, you're going to have Chooks at left tackle. You're going to have Dotson at left guard. Uh, let, let's, I, I guess, I guess Green or Finney at center. And then you're going to have Trey Turner at right guard and Zach Banner at right tackle. Yeah. Is there any? Is there anybody on this roster that all of a sudden just blows everybody up and is like, oh, my God, this guy's got to be a starter? I mean, do, do they have that guy on this roster? No. I mean, I other than the fact that, like you pointed out a minute ago, um, center is is unsettled. Um, right. I believe that Kendrick Green will be the starter at center at some point this season. Mm-hmm. Whether or not that's week one, I don't know. Um, we'll see. He's going to have it's, to make a transition, not only yeah. to to the NFL, but to a new position um, in a new scheme doing some things that maybe, you know, he's capable of doing, but has never been asked to do regularly before. And, and also be the guy who, you know, calls out the protections. Yeah. You know, before he snaps the ball, I, I, I just, I don't know how that's, we'll see how that's going to work out. I don't know if he's going to be the guy week one. Um, so you got half an hour who sucks. Yeah, uh, Finney, no who, who is not a good center. And you got Green, who's a question mark at this point. Um, I think, you know, in my opinion, he can be a good center in the future. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean he's going to be right out of the gate. Right. And people need to bear that in mind. If he's not the starter week one, that doesn't mean he's terrible. It doesn't mean he was wasted draft pick. 
it means he's not there yet. Troy Polamalu, his rookie year, wasn't there yet, nope. and he nope. became a Hall of Fame player. So everybody chill out. Yep. yep. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, other than, okay. other than that, no, I, I'd i be shocked. You know, if let's say Joe Haig comes in and starts taking a few snaps at center and just dominates people, I'd be like, whoa, where'd that guy come from? Because <laughs> he sucks. Well, and, and that's that's kind of why I asked it because it, it seems like every so often the guy just all of a sudden emerges, you know, and and not every year, but it but it does happen. Ian, do you see anybody that would fall into that category? I mean, the the real shocker would be if like fourth round pick Dan Moore just like blew everyone away and suddenly, you know, you start yeah. one of the starting yeah. tackle positions. But I really can't see given. You know, Okorafor's one year of experience and the fact that they basically paid Banner to come back on a one-year deal or mm-hmm. two-year deal, but one year with the team Mostly option year. year yeah, um, yeah they, they basically paid him to come back. I mean, those are your your essential starters. So the only way I see more getting a starting chance is if somebody gets hurt. But, I mean, you never know if, if somebody no. just – tweak something and he gets a, a chance to start and blows everyone away at, at tackle. But no, I think if, if there's any surprise starters on the line, it's somebody who's not on the roster right now on July 1st. Okay. It's, they're going to go out and sign somebody. All right. Yeah. And that's fair because they have done it before. Uh, before we wind things down here um, on this particular episode of the SCB Steelers podcast presented by deck roofing incorporated, uh, with training camp coming up, and I, I give credit to Ian for this this topic, but it is a fun one, considering what we've seen out of the Steelers over the last decade. Um, we have seen uh, Antonio Brown arrive to uh, camp in, uh, let's see, a helicopter, a Rolls Royce. Uh, we've yeah. seen Brett Kiesel show up in a John Deere. Uh, what a front-end loader, I think, at one point. Um and, and and Vince Williams, that was my personal favorite when he showed up as as Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, but uh, Ben, if you could arrive to camp, or, or or maybe if you could just show up to work in any vehicle that you wanted to, what would you choose? You know how I'm going to answer this. Uh probably. Yeah, I, I it, it doesn't matter. It's dumb. Um, no no it's yeah, not yeah it is it is, it is if it's... i was going to camp i would probably have rented a car at the airport and i'm that guy who's looking for a deal when he's renting a car <laughs> so i'm like just give me whatever the cheapest mid-sized car you can get <laughs> is and i mean i'll give you an example one time i go to the airport and i get out and they're like yeah okay so for the rate you're paying per day you can have one of those five cars uh-huh. and they were, they were all PT cruisers or Dodge calibers, uh-huh. Uh-huh. both ugly cars, different right. colors. As a matter of fact, I got into the first one and I was like, I hate this car. So I went back and I told her that it had a funny smell and I didn't <laughs> want it. Can I have something else? And she said, yeah, you can have one of the other four cars that were all the same uh-huh. terrible car. So, yeah, that's probably what I'd be pulling up to camp in if I was pulling up into camp. And, it, yeah, I just yeah. – what do you think I'm going to drive right up there like Brett Kiesel on a front loader? I, I don't well, you never know. care. It doesn't matter. Don't uh, care. Sorry. Ian, can you save us from Mr. I can't, kill but, here? 
but let's also admit that if Ben was going to do anything, he would show up with like an infinity gauntlet on his hand, like Thanos. That would be Ben. That's thing. also true. Also true. Ben yeah. Ben has fully admitted on this show that Thanos is his favorite character from the Marvel movies. No, so that was that was after we stopped recording, Ian. Well, <laughs> nevertheless, it's out there now. It's out there now. <laughs> what, uh, what I so, said was, you know, sometimes that was the guy I'd be rooting for because oh, I'm on Steelers me. Twitter every day, and yeah, if I could erase half those people, <laughs> uh, Ian, what what would you uh, show up in? I would show up in the original James Bond car, the Aston Martin DB5 from Goldfinger and Thunderball. Wow, you did put some thought into that. That's nice. That's that's very good. Uh, I I also wouldn't you be excited if you were just at camp? I mean, really, would you care what car you pulled up in? I mean, if I the the purpose of this is to have fun. If I had a choice, if I could pick any car in the world to drive somewhere and to pull in somewhere with, I don't care if it's Steelers training camp or my job or what it is. If I could choose to pull up somewhere in a car, that is the car I would choose. And and it's a great choice. I, me personally, I went the same route. I went movie route. I I would go the Trans Am from Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, Uh, I'd, I'd pull up there with Burt or like Burt Reynolds and his cheesy mustache. Uh, you know, after peeling out a few times with some chest hair showing, absolutely in a red shirt unbuttoned down to like your belly button but here's the best part i would have somebody behind me in a big rig hauling coors light uh for for everyone you know and i know not you know that was the beer in that movie remember it's actually uh coors light is actually a good beer on a hot day and and all right it is the day training camp are, are very very hot yes hot humid yes so, yeah, that's, I don't know. Well, okay. So, uh, anyway, we have a few more shows to go before we get into camp, and uh, we'll do our best to entertain you, and should anything break in the world of the Steelers, and let's keep our fingers crossed that it doesn't, uh, because the only things that can really happen for the next uh, 20 days are typically bad. Uh, I did want to also mention the Steelers did sign a kicker today, uh, Sam Sloman is his name, um, and uh, as usual, Steelers Twitter was all a flutter because they thought something was wrong with Boswell. Uh, nothing is wrong with Chris Boswell. Um, understand that this is relatively routine. Um, he'll he's a little come in. teeny tiny guy. He's a very teeny tiny guy. He, he's five he, eight. He's, yeah, yeah. I mean, Boswell is going to like use him to lean on when he's yeah. In, he's going to be camp. like the shortest kicker the Steelers have had since Gary Anderson. Gary Anderson. Um, he, look, he's there to get some reps so that that Boswell doesn't have to take them all. But at the same time, look, Boswell has had injuries in the past. You don't want to leave yourself hanging out in the wind without a plan. So you bring this kid in. You see what he's got. You know, he was drafted in 2020 by the Rams. He spent some time with the Titans and, you know, it is what it is, but he's a camp body um, is the best way I can go about explaining it. So, all right, gentlemen, if uh, anybody have any final thoughts here before we go? Um, You guys are dorks and have bad taste in alcoholic beverages. Uh, I'm going to go with guilty. In most cases, <laughs> and I don't care. I don't know. I'm, I'm drinking a Sam Adams summer ale right now. It's pretty good. Oh, very nice. Light and refreshing for a summer day. My, yeah. Uh, no, that yeah. actually, that is. That's good. Yeah. 
That's good. Uh, anyway, we're going to get you on out of here, and uh, we'll return next week and uh, say hello and enjoy the 4th of July. Be safe, kids. Don't blow your fingers off like Jason Pierre-Paul once did. But um, but do get day drunk for America. It's well, your patriotic duty. Yes. yes, it is. And don't forget to shove, like, numerous hot dogs in your pie hole. Damn right. Um, you know, enjoy chestnut style. And by the way, if I, you're I'm just, vegan, give it up for one day. Do one it for day. America. Eat the bad stuff. Eat the, the charred meat. Yep. And, off of and, a grill. And by the damn right. <laughs> uh, and by the way, I refuse to acknowledge the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Nobody eats a hot dog by dipping their bun in water. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Nobody inhales sh- hot dogs no. either. No. I mean, no. outside I, of porn it, flicks, if that's what it, you're into. But. Oh, <laughs> Uh, if you're going to eat hot dogs, you eat them the right way. That's yeah. all there is to it. None of this dipping in water. I don't care. The whole thing's stupid. All right. In any case, we will talk to you next week, kids. Have a great fourth. And uh, what do I say at the end here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Go Steelers. Ravens suck.